Hello, this is Michaela Folks with the Unbound Podcast, where we talk fat loss and fitness while having a sense of clarity, joy, and freedom for the body and the being inside it. You can find out more about me or more on these matters at MichaelaFolks.com, as well as on social media by the same name. Okay, hello, my darlings. This is so exciting. I cannot even get over this fact that this is finally happening. Um, I've been wishing for a podcast for freaking ever, and um, the day has come. So anyway, I wanted to talk about the topic of good now versus good later. This is something that I've been talking a bit more about on social media, um, and it feels relevant because in so many respects, people know what they should do, but they don't necessarily do it. And so I actually think that it's fascinating in terms of how we work based on our brains, how we're influenced, what makes change possible, how habits are formed, how we break habits. And um, my opinion is that we underestimate the challenge that it actually, that change actually requires. Um, so at any rate, this is something, um, this good now versus good later is a concept that I feel like I've been thinking a lot about lately based on what makes something quote unquote challenging actually easier to do. So in many respects, when we're posed with a challenge, posed with a choice really is what I want to say, is that it's easy to kind of put things in blanket categories or black and white categories where something is more desirable to do or harder to do or, you know, I could never do this or, um, you know, where it feels uh, simple to do. Does it, like, And with that, it feels like that becomes either a death sentence or, you know, a green light. And one thing, so I talk a lot with my fat burners um, about choices, right? Like different decisions that we're making in order to get a different result. And so, so how I've kind of classified good now is the stuff that is where the benefit is apparent, where it's immediate, where it's tangible, where it's, you can taste it. Um, you know, this is like a cookie over broccoli. And with that, you know, as these people are deliberately embarking upon change, wishing to create a different result, being instructed as to what to do, having their handhold held <laughs> by me a lot, um, and having this watchful eye on them, it's clear what to do. And in this process, we kind of get to have conversations around things, around points where they hit a point in the road and they have to make a choice that either supports what they really want or doesn't. So at any rate, good now is kind of like something that is pleasurable in the moment, but it's only pleasurable in the moment meaning that often good now only is kind of like tinged with regret. So like, you know, a bag of cookies might taste really good now, 
but probably not feel great in your belly later, or it might not be the thing that you really wanted to primarily consume the night before, or contrasted with good later. And so good later is something where the benefit isn't immediate, which is where most people stop looking. So if the choice is cookies or broccoli, it's like, well, cookies take a, taste a hell of a lot better than broccoli. I think I'm gonna have the cookie. And so if that's the only thing that we're looking at, it's really obvious where we're going to put our attention and put our energy and which choice we're gonna make. But if we're thinking about what the ramifications are of both choices, and that becomes our current reality, our present moment, it's infinitely easier to choose the thing that actually continues to move you in the direction that's actually desired. And that's probably really obvious and simple um, and something that um, seems logical. But I think the moment that a lot of us miss is putting that good later in front of us now. And so with that, the reason why I bring this up, so everyone kind of excels in different areas of their life. The place, <laughs> one place that's I'm really good at, that's like so simple, which other people struggle with, is just getting myself to work out. Like it is like the simplest thing on the planet for me. And a reason why is because I'm always thinking about good later. And so for anything that we do, it requires time, it require, requires attention, it requires energy, effort, um, organization of our lives, negotiation with other aspects of it, um, other responsibilities. But because for me, working out the benefit is so evident, like my good later becomes my good now. And so to, you know, alter plans, to prepare clothing, to figure out how like the rest of my day is going to go, it doesn't become, it becomes possible because good later is actually the good now. Um, I also want to talk about something uh, which a friend on social media um, educated me as to this term. It's called like a blurch point or like a blech point but it looks like B-L-E-R-C-H. And so this is something, I don't know if people use it more in sports um, or in the realm of like physical exertion or exercise, but it's the point that you hit where things start to become uncomfortable. And so the thing with that point though, is that it actually becomes this defining moment. And so when you hit challenge or an obstacle and it starts to feel hard that's when most of us back off which is pretty normal like basically we're wired for pleasure we're wired to turn to pleasure we're wired to avoid pain and so this is like some pretty primitive survival stuff but if we hit that point that feels a little hard that feels a little challenging obviously when we are safe um, we're not being physically compromised um, we are not in danger. But when we hit that, really, in my opinion, it's across the board. It's emotionally, it's mentally, it's like 
Jesus, you know, I just need to finish this thing. And then I get to, you know, turn this in at this appropriate time. I, um, you know, this application, this, um, this thing that I'm writing for a grant, like, um, you know, if I study, if I finish this, I take this exam, I can get this grade. Um, or like I'm, you know, moving this amount of weight or I'm trying to like, you know, do my sport and push myself a little harder. What ends up happening is when we hit that hard spot, if we actually lean into it versus away, whether that's like, oh my God, I want to tell my partner this thing that I'm so freaking freaked out about and I could back away or I could lean in and stuff could change majorly because that's what happens. And so... This is like you become stronger, you become different when you hit that blurch or blech point and actually move through that threshold. You cross that threshold versus retreating from it. And so at any rate, I didn't know this was like a thing, um, but uh, a little story. So I'm on a dragon boat racing team, which is a crazy sport. and it's just so I find it so fascinating, like when people, you know, have these different subcultures that they're a part of um, that have their own. Um, what do I want to say? I guess. Yeah. Cultures and customs. Um, and so Dragon Boat is something that I've been part of for five years. But at any rate, um, one season I talked about how it felt to me with a teammate in terms of when we practice and when we raced and about how uncomfortable it was. And I said something like, when it gets to feel hard, I kind of back off a little bit. I I monitor my energy more, my exertion more. And his statement was, when it's hard, he's like, that's when you need to try harder. Like you need to stay there. Like how do you expect to win? How do you expect to get better? And he, talked about how he would do that in his workouts because he wanted to get better because he wanted to win when he raced and what I recognized was that a I wasn't doing that and b that that it was actually possible and the thing that I think is surprising for us when we hit these spots that feel hard is that like we're not going to die if we actually go through a little bit of discomfort to finish to get that last rep, to, you know, stay up however much later to finish this report or whatever the hell it is that you're working on, um, to have that conversation that feels fucking frightening, like that we're not going to die. But instead, what ends up happening is we get stronger, like we change, we develop, um, we grow. And that's that's a huge good later um that's a very uh respectable good later to voluntarily go through most of us don't change (laughs) or do stuff that feels challenging unless we really have to but the thing that will make you feel like a superhero is to actually like find those points that matter um You know, we're not talking about like trying to like push cars or run in front of them, you know, but when we hit things that we care about or where we're actually looking to get a specific result or a different result um, and we know we hit this crossroads and we know we can either 
go forward or we can back off, that blurch or blech point is one that um, it is a defining moment, like however big or small that actually is. But when you go through that discomfort, the crazy thing is like you don't die. And that's what it can feel like. Like this hurts. I don't like this. Um, That feels hard. So I'm going to steer clear. But if we actually move through it, um, it kind of feels like we become invincible. So there's that. Um, And then the other thing I want to say, so that feels like quite (laughs) masculine um, to kind of like push through pain and, you know, like try harder and suck it up and do it anyway. But one thing that I also want to maybe insert in this same argument or approach is the um the prioritization of pleasure and how much that actually helps in this effort too and so um one thing i've also been talking about recently is that when we like the things that are good for us are actually easier and so this kind of brings in the good later bit as well it's like if we're focused on what this actually results in, it's so much easier to make that choice that is for our benefit. But the other thing that might seem totally unrelated, but that will make things infinitely easier is to keep prioritizing your pleasure. So often when people talk about, or when people think about pleasure, there is, um, like a assumption that like pleasure, like, ooh, that's like sexual. That's like the only thing that pleasure could encompass. And that is not true. Like pleasure can come in a million forms. It can come in any form, um, sensorily or like how it makes you feel, something that like brightens your mood, a color, a person, certainly food, definitely, let's like knock things over. Um, certainly something sensual or sexual, but it can come in a million forms. And so our pleasure is really our preference, um, how something looks, how something feels, um, how something works. Um, and so with that, if you, this is something, um, I'm like, how long should a podcast be? We'll find out. Um, so something I've been connected to a lot that actually is in fat burning mastery. This is a five week program that I take people through. Um, it's emblazoned all over my social media stuff below YouTube's on Facebook posts, Instagram and Twitter. Should you wish to find anything on MichaelaFolks.com? But at any rate, one thing we talk about, um, we talk about pleasure, but a lot of the, um, the education, the delivery of it the attitude around fat loss, fitness, um, our emotional well-being, a feeling of harmony, which really is health, being in alignment with yourself, um, being connected to yourself, being congruent with your truth. Um, all of this affects weight loss. All of that stuff is um, because of a certain education that I've received um, through a course called Mastery um, that's been in New York for many years. But at any rate, there's a lot of talk about pleasure. That's where I've gotten this understanding. And what's crazy about pleasure, 
Um, pleasure is like a nutrient. Pleasure is something that will get you present. Pleasure, your pleasure is your truth. Your pleasure is something that will help you to feel um, powerful, empowered. Um, the more you turn to your pleasure, the more you will uh, essentially be like guided through life um, versus feeling like you're working hard or working against it or yourself. Um, but at any rate, one thing that I've noticed recently um, is that when one turns to their pleasure, when one prioritizes their pleasure, big or small, it makes it infinitely easier to do things that you're actually behind um, that tend to fall into the good later category. So, so, so that can encompass, encompass this like blech point as well, because you know, you know you, like you know what you're all about, you know what you really want, you know what feels best to you. And so it's not just about like lying on a couch eating bonbons, like that's a good, that's an only good now, generally, if we're like doing that all day, every day. Um, but if you are both kind of priming the pump of your own self-connection and joy through prioritizing pleasure, big or small, I like these sneakers, I want to wear these pants. Oh, I'm so excited about like, as I'm thinking about, you know, just getting dressed like this color eyeshadow. I want to do this with my hair. Oh, I want to go here today. I want to eat that. I want to read this. Um, and all these things just keep ratcheting up your vibration, your own level of joy, your feeling of connection, um, and really a feeling of being alive as well, which is beneficial for you and is beneficial for everyone um, around you. So prioritizing pleasure makes harder choices easier. Um, and I think that in our culture, this is actually something I kind of have a little personal mission to aim to eradicate, certainly in the world of fat loss and fitness, is that it doesn't need to be this, um, uh, what do I want to say, just like a cycle of punishment. Um, most people are just swinging from one end of the spectrum of punishment to the other. And so it's punishment in the name of betterment or it's punishment in the name of um, harm, really. And so it's either like we're depriving ourselves of stuff that we love or we're overindulging on things that we love to a point, but to the point that actually it feels bad. And so that's where most people swing back and forth. And my desire is to get us off of that freaking merry-go-round period and to start to put pleasure on the spectrum. And so it's like what we're doing is actually in alignment. It feels good always. It feels good now and it feels good later. Um, and that doesn't mean that everything like falls to crap um, because we're aimed at feeling good. It actually allows us to stay on track. We never get off track. We never get off the wagon because why would you ever? <laughs> Why would you ever stop doing things that feel good? That would be crazy. Anyway, 
I think that's all I want to say. I think that's it. Um, so this has been amazing. And so, yes. So if you wish to hear more of these things, subscribe to this podcast, Unbound. If you wish to find out more things on social media, um, check me out, Michaela Folks, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, or if you would like more um, long form as well as videos um, on the blog and also other resources at MichaelaFolks.com, please feel free to check that out as well. Okay. Thank you for being here. Love to all. And until next time. <laughs>